Welcome to Soul Stories, deep, open, and true. A production of the 224 Ecospace, where changemakers work, create, and lead. I'm Shelley Best, and I'll be your guide. I was raised in the context of faith, but it wasn't a faith that was in your face. It was a faith that kind of existed behind the scenes. We grew up in the Roman Catholic Church up in Norfolk, Connecticut, at a church called Immaculate Conception. So my understanding of God and faith came by being in Sunday school with Sister Margaret and by reading stories in my Bible study book. Over time, I grew in faith, and it was a personal kind of relationship with God that was all my own. And somewhere along the way, I realized I didn't want to share my spiritual experiences with Father Sullivan. I was laying in bed one morning, and all of a sudden, out of the mist of my room, Jesus appeared to me. It was a Jesus that was a rather Aryan-looking Jesus, but it was Jesus nonetheless, a Jesus that had walked out of my Bible story book. I was probably about the age of eight, and in walked Jesus with that cape on in red and a linen brown garment, and he walked in with sheep in tow. All around him, he had white sheep that came into my room, and underneath his arm, he had one little black lamb. And he handed me the lamb in silence, and I knew that Jesus and I were in partnership together. My mother and father wanted us to know more about faith, but I knew that my secret relationship with Jesus was one that I needed to keep to myself. After all, we had the sense that when we were to talk to God, we had to talk through Father Sullivan. My mother and father had grand ambitions for us in the faith. They bought my sister Sharon and I nun dolls, nuns with the little habit, and that meant the nun didn't have any hair underneath, and they also bought priest dolls for the household. Along the way, I knew that I wanted to be a priest and not the nun without hair. Over time, I drifted away from church, and we were the kind of people who said that we were Catholic, but we no longer attended the Catholic church after my parents went through their divorce but I still had a strong sense of faith. This idea that if I did certain things wrong, I might be struck dead with lightning. Where did the lightning come from? I don't know, but I had this underlying fear that I could only go so far. So over the years, after my parents' divorce when I was around 12, I drifted away from the faith but always said that I was Catholic even though I hadn't stepped into the Catholic Church for about 10 years. In my 20s, I had an experience where one of my friends invited me to attend church with her. And at the time, I was an expert in networking and trying to move ahead. And I heard that if you went to church and you met the right people, things could happen for you. So my friend Michelle asked me to attend First Baptist Church with her, which was located on Greenfield Street here in Hartford. I wasn't thinking about religion. I was thinking about networking. 
And I also heard that if you went to church, you had an opportunity to meet handsome, single men. So the first Sunday that I went to service, I had on a certain kind of outfit and went into the worship experience and was so moved by the music. The music was pulsating, the people were moving, and as we sat up in the balcony, I felt feelings that had become ignited in my very soul. I wanted that joy that other people had in the midst. I wanted that feeling to stay with me, and I was amazed that that experience could happen, and it was free. At the end of the service, Pastor Bailey opened the doors of the church for those that wanted to experience this experience of faith. And when he made the invitation, I wanted to join church. I wanted to give my life to Jesus Christ. But at the time, I thought about the boots I had on my feet. After all, it was winter and I was wearing duck boots because it was a muddy day. And as I thought about walking down the aisle and giving my life to Jesus Christ in duck boots, I decided that salvation could wait. And so we left the church service, and in the next couple of weeks, I said to my friend Michelle, hey, when are you going back to church? She said, oh, I don't go that often. Every now and then I go. It'll be a little while before I go. I said, I want to go with you the next time. She's like, okay, yeah, 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 I'll take you back. She was not really serious about this thing called faith either. But I made up in my mind that I was going to have a grand moment, and I bought the proper outfit. I can recall walking into Lord & Taylor and buying a long Angora skirt in gray and a lovely Argyle matching sweater in gray and lovely patent leather tip shoes with the toe in gray and the heel in gray patent leather. I had the perfect outfit to accept the invitation to Jesus Christ, and I couldn't wait to get back to church. Yes, I know my idea of faith was a little bit skewed, but I didn't have an understanding then, and God had to get me in the way God could. So the Sunday that I was going to join the church, I made sure that I sat in an aisle seat, and Michelle was wondering why I was so enthusiastic, and I said, this is the Sunday I'm joining. I couldn't wait for the end of service to come and the invitation to be offered, and I found myself strolling down the aisle to give my life to Jesus Christ. The outfit was right, the moment was right, and I couldn't wait to have that experience. The minister, Cheryl Fortson, was the one that met me at the altar, and she laid hands on me, and she prayed for me, and all of a sudden, electricity filled my body, and I felt sweat just dropping down my back and through my pores and armpits, and I was on fire. And in that moment, I found myself electrified by faith. Well, it didn't take long for me. I attended Sunday school and new members classes, and I found myself on the path where suddenly I was starting to have visions with regularity. Probably after two years of attending the church, the visions came on stronger where I realized there was a message for me in the vision. One evening, as I was in sort of a sleepy state, a vision state. I had a dream that made a grand announcement to me that I knew I had to pay attention to. 
And so it began with me riding along in my car. At the time, I owned a red Volvo, the box version, and I was riding along with someone that I loved sitting next to me in the passenger seat. We were listening to gospel music, and it was a sunny day, and the sunroof was open, and the breeze was flowing through, and I'm riding around with my beloved in the car. I had that sweet feeling of comfort, knowing that my favorite companion was with me. I was in a hurry to get to where I was going, and so I was focused on the music, and I was focused on my friend, and I was driving fast, and the wind was blowing, and the highway was wide open, and as we drove along, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was running over dead bodies in the highway. I'm one of those people that can't stand running over even dead animals. So in this vision, the experience of running over dead bodies had me jarred. I slammed on the brakes and in a moment, in a flash, I found myself in another scene. I was walking through a dark, swampy forest. Similar to the swamp that was across the street from my yard growing up in Norfolk, Connecticut. It was a twilight scene with ferns that were there in that forest, and I walked along and could feel the moss underneath my feet. I'm walking and knowing that I feel compelled to get through that space, and all of a sudden in the midst of that forest, I see a river that is cut through the middle. And the one that I loved, the one that was in the first scene with me, was begging me, was pleading with me to come across that river. Come quick across the river. And I saw them, and I saw that they were calling me, but I was feeling fearful about crossing the river. They said, jump. Just jump across the river. Trust me, just jump. But I was afraid. And so I didn't have the courage to leap across the river, so I found myself stepping in the river. And as I stepped in the river towards the middle, I found that the water was deeper than I had anticipated. The water was up to my waist, and as I was pushing my way through in that twilight scene of the fir forest, all of a sudden I could feel squishiness under my feet and I could see that there were bodies floating in that river. I had to push the corpses aside and as I'm pushing my way through that river, I'm saying to myself, look at all the corpses around me. And as I looked at that forest, I could see that not only were there corpses in that river that I was crossing, but all around me were corpses laying on the forest floor. And in that moment, I can recall saying to myself, how can it be that I'm surrounded by all these dead bodies and I feel this water and the corpses in the water? How is it that I can be here, but I don't smell anything? And then it was as if another flash and scene appeared. My beloved was calling me to run through a hilly area. Now I'm in the bright sunshine and I'm running down a hill and they're calling me, come quick, come down this hill quick, come, follow me. 
and I'm running down hills similar to the scene from The Sound of Music where Julie Andrews is coming down this mountainside and it's sunshine and wildflowers and I'm running down the hill and I see at the bottom of the hill a large red barn. You know the kind of barns, the ones with the big doors with the white crisscross on the front? And I could see down at the bottom of the hill that the door was slid open. And as I got closer to the door, my beloved was calling me to come inside. And when I got inside that large red barn with a large tower, I looked around the room and once again, I could see the corpses. All around me were these corpses. And there was a handful of us who were dirty and we had a job to do and they were calling me to get in line and be a part of this work. And our job was to pick up the corpses and put them on a cot and stack the cot up. Pick up a corpse, put it on the cot, and stack the cot up. One by one, corpse by corpse, we picked them up, put them on the cot, and stacked them up. And in the center of this barn, in the center of the area where there was the large tower, I could see a spiral of cots and corpses leading up to the top of the tower. It was hard work, and there was only a handful of workers, and I can recall turning to one of the people I was working with, and I said to them, what are we saving them for? And in a flash, I was back to the scene where I was in my own home, and the Spirit of God was speaking to me about what I had seen. For you see, the Lord wanted me to know that This was my big announcement. This was my calling. And I had sensed a call and I had sensed an urgency, but I wasn't quite sure that God was talking to me. So the Spirit of God ministered to me through that night and described what I was seeing in the various scenes. The first scene of me riding in the Volvo with my beloved was me riding along with Jesus. It was a happy moment, and I was just cruising with my friend, Jesus. And what God wanted me to know in that scene was, you are in such a hurry to get to where you're going in me that you're running over other people. Ooh, what a fearful moment I had that in my urgency to serve and be with Jesus, I was hurting people. I was running them over with my aggressiveness, and I knew that that was something I had to pay attention to. And then the spirit took me to the next scene and said, you know that scene in the forest? Yes, I know the scene in the forest. So do you want to know what it means? Yes, I want to know what it means. You were walking through the forest and you were so caught up in what you were doing and who you were that you weren't paying attention to all the corpses around you. And once again, you were in such a hurry to get to where you were going And you would not listen to what Jesus was saying to you, your beloved who was calling you to cross over, that in your hurry to do things your own way, you were stepping on the dead and you no longer smelled the death around you. Wake up, pay attention to those who are dead in your midst. I grieve because I realized it was true that I wasn't paying attention to how I was disregarding the dead in my midst. 
So I said, Lord, what was the final scene? Why did you have me in that barn stacking up the corpses and storing them in the tower? And the Lord said, it was the message that I gave you, especially when you ask, what are we saving them for? The whole purpose is to save them. That was my call. You have been listening to Soul Stories, Deep, Open, and True, a production of the 224 Ecospace where change makers work, create, and lead. Our co-producer and sound designer is Dan Warren of Shattered Icons. Tell us what you think. Find Soul Stories on Facebook and soulstories.global. And look for me, Reverend Dr. Shelley Best, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like, share, and follow.